Happy New Year! It's January, a month where some people tend to ditch animal products to try plant-based eating. So I'm heading off to Israel, which is one of the vegan capitals of the world, to discuss a plant-based lifestyle and the benefits that come with it. Welcome to Planet Health. This is the pre-boarding announcement for better health, improved fitness, and easier weight loss. At this time, we're inviting those passengers who want to avoid fad diets, food restriction, and excessive exercise to make your way to the gate. Thank you for your attention. Hello and welcome to Planet Health. I'm Chris Cara, a fitness writer, nutrition coach, and when it comes to this podcast, something of a global explorer. If you're listening in for the first time, then welcome along. This podcast explores the eating and movement cultures and traditions of different countries to see if we can learn anything for our own health. Please subscribe or follow me on whatever platform you're listening, and if you like it, then please give me a rating. Now, in the United Kingdom, January is a month where people sign up to Veganuary, committing to giving up meat, dairy, and eggs for the entire month. I did this back in 2019 just to give it a go, and since then, I've remained vegan. Now, you may already be vegan, or just curious to try it, or you may say, I'll never give up meat and dairy, and that's fine. As I always say, you do you. However, in this episode, I wanted to talk to someone from Israel, which is a country that's seen something of a vegan revolution in recent years, with apparently more vegans per capita than any other nation. I wanted to know why Israel, of all countries, is so keen on a plant-based lifestyle. So I caught up with Hanita Yudovsky from Tel Aviv. Hanita is a part of Israel's vegan certification organization known as Vegan Friendly. In this interview, she gives me the lowdown on what it's like to be a vegan in Israel. Stick around after the interview as I'll give you a few of the benefits of a plant-based diet and a few of my own favorite tips. Okay, so hello and welcome to the show, Hanita. Uh, I've already introduced you a little earlier, but uh, you can probably do a better job than me. So can you introduce yourself and um, kind of what you do? Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Hanita. Uh, Hanita. Yeah, it's a bit hard for someone, <laughs> for some people to pronounce it. So it's okay if you say Hanita and it's okay if you say Hanita, whatever, I don't mind. Uh, so I'm 29 years old. Uh, I'm a social media marketing strategist, a dog mom, and a vegan for almost 10 years now. So that's been 10 years as a vegan, right? So I've been vegan four years now. So whoa, four years is also it's it's nice. It's more than nice. Yeah, I feel like a, a, a veteran of it now. I, I did Veganuary in um, uh, 2019. Do you have Veganuary in Israel? Uh, no, it's actually more of a UK thing. Right, okay. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's an, an organization that um, started at the UK Yeah. Uh, to promote veganism, but it's not really a thing here in Israel. Yeah, um, I don't think it's a thing anywhere, really. I think it just seems to be UK. Originally, I thought it was a worldwide kind of organization. From what I know, they do work uh, well in the U.S. as well. I mean, you, Veganary is known in the U.S. as well, uh, but not really in Israel. We have uh, Vegan World Day, which is on November. Ah, okay. So you might see some publications uh, like on social or restaurants that are, that are having like uh, some sort of a new dish for Vegan World Day, but not... Not something like Veganuary. We do not have that here. 
unfortunately. So 10 years you've been a vegan. Uh, what made you change um, to veganism? Well, um, my vegan journey began at the age of eight. Uh, it was when I made the connection that uh, the meat on my plate comes from the animals I love so much. So I stopped eating beef, pork, and pretty much everything that resembled the animal in its form. But I was a child. I couldn't become vegetarian overnight. Yeah. Um, my mother didn't really know much about the vegetarian lifestyle. But she was worried I would be anemic and I'd have nutritional def uh, deficiencies if yeah. I didn't eat meat. So uh, we agreed that until I'm 18, I will at least eat chicken. However, I couldn't really eat anything that resembled the animal. So we compromised on chicken breast or schnitzel. So it was a bit easier to not connect the dots that this is the chicken that I love so much, like as an animal. I'm not saying that it's great, but as a child, that's what I could agree to and uh, understand. Yeah, that, that makes sense. So when you were 18, uh, that's when you went vegan? So basically when I turned 18, I didn't really think uh, about the food I was eating. As a person, I'm a creature of habit and I didn't really think of it. But then when I was 20, so like 12 years later, my then friend and now partner, sent me a YouTube video entitled The Most Important Speech You Will Ever Hear by Gary Yurofsky. Now, Chris, I don't really know if you know Gary Yurofsky, but uh, he's a vegan activist and an, an animal liberation activist whose lecture changed so many lives, including my own. He used to be really, really popular, and uh, I think he has like more than 10 million views on his uh, YouTube videos, which is incredible. Yeah, wow. So honestly, uh, it was really hard watching the lecture the first time around because I felt like a hypocrite. Uh, I didn't eat beef or pork or anything, but I did eat chicken. So I kind of felt that it doesn't make any sense. So the next day I quit eating chicken and I became a vegetarian. And then it took me a while and then I saw the lecture again and I gradually became vegan after a couple of months. So uh, being vegan wasn't easy because I didn't really have any vegetarian or vegan friends and I didn't really felt like a part of something. It was a solo journey, which I'm extremely proud of, but it was really hard to advocate for myself and to just do this amazing thing and being a part of what I believed and still believe that is the right path. I know it sounds really funny saying the, the, the right path because every one of us has a different path, but at least that that's what I feel for myself. Uh, so it was only a few months ago that I actually made Vegan Friends because of my work at uh, Vegan Friendly, which is a nonprofit organization that promotes veganism in Israel, the UK, and now the US. That's great. Thanks uh, for sharing your story. It's nice to hear how other people transition from meat eating to veganism. Like my story, I'm not sure if listeners or if I've told listeners in the past, I used to love eating meat. I ate meat basically every meal. Uh, and then one day I kind of accidentally watched a vegan documentary uh, which had loads of slaughterhouse footage. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, God, I got to change. So I kind of ditched meat overnight. I still kind of ate it now and again in restaurants, but then I eventually did uh, Veganuary in January 2019 and I really enjoyed it. I just, you know, I felt good and I felt good kind of physically and ethically and I just carried on doing it. So I've been doing that for four years. Um, but going back to you and Israel, uh, which is often called the vegan capital of the world, alongside countries like the UK and Australia. So as a vegan yourself, uh, how does this make you feel? 
Um, well, Israel is certainly easier for vegans than other countries. About 5% of the population is vegan and about 6% is vegetarian. But one of the most fascinating things about Israel is that is also known as the startup nation. So last year alone, alternative protein startups grew by 450%, reaching almost $623 million. So uh, this field includes companies developing substitute for uh, dairy, ag, meat, and fish products uh, with proteins produced from plants through fermentation or in a lab like cultured meat or cultured milk. Uh, so that alone is pretty awesome if you ask me. But it is important to know that in 2021, Israel had the highest conception of chicken in the world. With, if I'm not mistaken, it was about 66 kilograms per capita per year compared to 32 kilograms per capita per year in OECD countries. So yeah, Israel is often called a vegan nation, but we still have a pretty long way to go. Yeah, uh, I guess that is quite a lot of chicken. Uh, so uh, the vegan capital, we can call it, but yeah, with uh, room for improvement. I guess like every other country, though, around the world. Um, so you've been vegan for 10 years now. Like, how have you seen Israel's attitude towards veganism changing, you know, over the last couple of years? Well, I believe much of the awareness of veganism in Israel is due to Vegan Friendly, the same organization I mentioned earlier. So it was founded about 10 years ago, and its main purpose is to promote and make veganism accessible in Israel and around the world. So one of the things Vegan Friendly does is restaurant labeling. So when they started, again, 10 years ago, there were only about 20 vegan friendly businesses. And today there are more than 1500 restaurants and other food businesses. Um, so Domino's or um, like high uh, known chains like uh, uh, fast food chains or big uh, conglomerates. Yeah, conglomerates. Sure I think. That's how you say it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's all well known here and they all have some sort of vegan option. Yeah. Now, besides that, Vegan Friendly also uh, does product labeling. So whether it's food products or nutritional supplements or cosmetics, cleaning supply, pretty much anything you might think of uh, is labeled with the Vegan Friendly stickers. So it's easier to shop vegan and cruelty free. So that's also something that we didn't really have here a couple of years ago. So you could buy stuff and think that they're vegan, but um, no, it contained egg or milk or uh, even powdered milk. Mm. I mean, milk powder, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's also one of the things that kind of make it uh, made uh, veganism more accessible. Now, besides that, one of the more, uh, let's say, astounding things that Vegan Friendly uh, did was they actually had huge vegan events like a vegan festival and uh, like public vegan picnics and so, so many more. But one of the more unique things that Vegan Friendly uh, does are stuff like billboards yeah. um, with vegan messages on the biggest highways in Israel, radio commercial. They also had two incredible TV commercials that were aired on high-rating shows like Eurovision. These projects were covered by different media channels and therefore veganism became more accessible. Now, considering I was struggling in my first few years being vegan, going out with friends uh, and eat uh, at different restaurants or being a vegan advocate for myself, as people already knew about veganism because of the media coverage and social media coverage of Vegan Friendly, it kind of became... 
um, easier. Yeah. Um, someone always knew someone that is vegan. Like my uncle's friend is vegan. My, my I don't know, my sister, my brother. It, it just became accessible and, and people pretty much knew about veganism just by these amazing things that Vegan Friendly did. Okay, yes. Yeah. So it seems like Israel is a pretty great place to visit if you are vegan. So say I'm going to travel over to Tel Aviv for the weekend. What kind of traditional Israeli vegan dishes should I be looking to try? So as a relative, a relatively young country, Israel is a melting pot of cultures and its cuisine is heavily influenced by the Middle East. Uh, a well-known Israeli food is falafel, yeah. a deep-fried bowl made out of chickpeas. Yeah, love um, it. <laughs> yeah, it is really good. Uh, another one is, of course, hummus, yeah. hummus, uh, which in Tel Aviv alone, there are more than 100 hummus spots to eat from. Wow. So I would definitely recommend trying it. Yeah. And it's quite healthy, way healthier than the falafel because it's not really deep-fried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's a plus. And uh, lastly, there is sabich which is a sort of a sandwich in a pita bread filled with fried eggplant, hard-boiled eggs, chopped salad, parsley, and tahini sauce. But of course, there's yeah. a vegan option that has no egg in it. But like traditionally, it's made with, with eggs. But if you ask me, it's way better without eggs. That, but that sounds amazing. It's coming up to lunch. <laughs> yeah. It's coming up to lunchtime here, and I'm starving. So that what, what was that last one? What, how do you pronounce that one? Sabih. 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 Yeah. Okay. So that, yeah. <laughs> that, it sounds wonderful. So obviously hummus and falafel, I've had uh, many, you know, that, that's a kind of a vegan staple. And um, But it, it is originated. I mean, it's not really sure where exactly was it originated, but it's, it's traditionally Israeli dishes. I'm sure you ate hummus and falafel in the UK, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure it was good. But we do really have great agriculture here. We have great tasting veggies. So even a salad will taste differently to you. So I would highly recommend trying the simplest things. Even though you know these dishes here, they might taste differently. Oh, I, I don't doubt that because things I end up buying, things like hummus and falafel in the supermarket and the, the hummus yeah, is in a little pot and the falafel's in a little bag and you have to oven it. And it's not going to be the same as having it fresh from perhaps a, a market or a restaurant uh, in Israel. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, well, I, I, it's definitely on my list of uh, places to travel to Israel now. Okay, so in addition to these kind of traditional dishes such as hummus and falafel and uh, that lovely sandwich you mentioned, uh, and in, in addition to the plants and whole foods, do you have a culture of vegan processed foods and junk foods? Uh, well, Israel is really influenced by the U.S., so we have pretty much every processed food you could find in America. Yeah. We, we will have it. Actually, it's Hanukkah right now, so traditional junk food dish <laughs> that I can think of is maybe a sufganiyot. Uh, which are a round jelly donut that are deep fried and oiled, filled with jam or uh, custard, and then topped with powdered sugar. Sounds lovely. So traditionally, it is. Traditionally, <laughs> it's made with eggs, but there are a lot of places that sell vegan and sufganiyot. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much the only junk food that, that comes to mind, because we do have all the things you might find in your supermarket or in America or yeah. just like regular processed food. We don't really have something that maybe we do and, and, and it just doesn't come into mind. Oh uh, yeah, okay. So I, I was actually reading that uh, Israel was the first place in the world to have uh, a vegan-friendly Domino's pizza and things like Ben and Jerry's ice cream. So have you eaten those kind of things? Well, of course, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> it's not just me then. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
Uh, I do remember that uh, in 2015, I was in New Zealand yeah. and I, I was craving for like some vegan pizza or something. And it was a bit harder to find than, uh, than what I was used to in Israel. And I remember I, I saw Domino's and I was like, yeah, I'll take the vegan pizza. And I, and I didn't really think that, um, you know, I, I, I kind of thought it's like an international yeah. chain. So if, if Israel has vegan option, so then other countries will have it too. But no, the, their vegan pizza was, were like just uh, veggies yeah. without the cheese. Ah. So it was more a focaccia yeah, yeah, that's, than, a, that's right. than a pizza. Yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure right. I mean, pretty sure now, like in 2022, uh, almost 23, um, yeah. New Zealand and other countries have uh, vegan uh, Domino's option. But I do think uh, it's mainly because of the vegan population, which uh, was extremely high at that point. Yeah, uh, I think it was 2013 or 2014 when the Domino's pizza had the vegan option. I'm not I'm not not sure yeah. if I'm right with the the years but that's at least what i uh remember <laughs> in the uk now we have uh, i think domino's uh, do a vegan pizza i'm not i'm not too sure i've never had it myself i know papa john's which is another american chain yeah, uh, they yeah. have a we have it too here yeah 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 they, they, they do a really good uh, vegan pizza uh and that's why I, t I tell things like my friends when we order pizza they still order the meat one with the uh, the dairy cheese. I'm like the vegan one tastes brilliant. It's just try it, and it's almost like they're afraid. It's like what are you, what are you afraid of? But there, that's another conversation I need to have with them. I think. <laughs> okay, so are there any uh, vegan foods that you wish they did offer in Israel that they don't currently? Well, there are only about three vegan uh, yogurt brands at the supermarket. Right. But I know there are over a dozen brands in Europe supermarkets, yeah. so there should be a better alternative vegan yogurt without all the preservatives. Just clean vegan products with ingredients you can actually understand and enjoy. Yeah, that's like one of the things that is are really hard for me. Yeah, um, most of the most of vegan options are filled with so many preservatives and they're not really clean. Yeah. I mean, you can't really read the ingredients and understand what you're reading. And that is what I wish we could change yeah. to have like better quality products. Because whole food uh, vegan diet is amazing, but we do sometimes want to have a yogurt or I don't know, have a cheese and that we can make from almonds or cashews. We don't need all those preservatives. Yeah. And that's what I think is missing. Yeah. That, and I should point out to listeners who I know I've got some vegan listeners. I know I have some non-vegan listeners, but I should point out that veganism can be incredibly healthy. And uh, after this interview, I'm going to go into some of the benefits. But it's not an inherently healthy lifestyle if you choose things like for example fries and cola they're, they're vegan but if you live off fries and cola you're not going to be feeling great uh, and it's the same thing we've got things like vegan cheese isn't healthy because it tends to be things like coconut oil and a lot of preservatives or vegan donuts people think well i'll have a vegan donut because it's healthy it's it's not particularly healthy it's just 
an alternative. So if people do decide to go vegan, they have to at least be careful and not just think everything vegan is automatically healthy. Because obviously whole foods, yes, things like fruits, vegetables, grains, nuts, all definitely healthy. But things like, yeah, vegan cheese, vegan dominoes, uh, vegan Ben and Jerry's, it's probably not the healthiest. Um, and I've started kind of giving some tips there. So do you have any tips for listeners who may be considering going plant-based or uh, going vegan? Uh, I think reading books and following like vegan food influencers will help you slowly incorporate plant-based lifestyle. Yeah. Um, however, it is important to keep in mind that veganism is much more than just a diet. It's yeah. a way of life. I mean, in addition to food, um, we need to think about clothes that we wear, uh, the kilt that we're sleeping on and cosmetics that we use all of those are well they involve animal cruelty yeah so we kind of need to choose wisely not just food wise but pretty much anything we do or have yeah so and and with so many great vegan options available no one has to suffer as a result of our choice that's the the main key for uh for me yeah that's what i would say to um a newly vegan that it's not just about the food. But I will say that um, I highly uh, support what you just said about whole food, vegan, really grains, legumes. They're filled, they're nutrient-filled foods. They're amazing. And we we should uh, rely more on those than all the processed vegan food. That is great. And if you're just transitioning, you should uh, rely on them just a little bit and the start so it would be, so it would be easier but it is really hard it re, i mean but it is really important to choose wisely yeah exactly i mean i still rely i, I know i coach for nutrition and i i talk and write a lot about health but i still rely on the um you know the meat alternatives the uh some junk food myself um because i'm human i guess but yeah i i, I do my best then to incorporate uh, vegetables and whole grains uh, and uh, legumes at least once a day if, if possible and try to balance out all the the, the junk food I guess. Okay so uh, as an aside from veganism if I was going to visit Israel because it's definitely on my radar now wh which city should I be going to? Is it uh, Tel Aviv? Of course of course. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I, I, I didn't I didn't check it but from those 1500 um, vegan friendly uh, options in Israel. Yeah. I, I at least like 800 of those if if not 1000 of those are in Tel Aviv. That's yeah. like the the most vegan city I think in the world. I'm not I'm not sure cuz we have a smaller population but um, yeah, most of the vegan options are in Tel Aviv. Yeah. And it's super super vegan friendly. And it's one of the best cities in the world. Excellent. Well, yeah, it's definitely somewhere on my radar now. Because before doing this uh, podcast and kind of researching, I, uh, Israel was never really on my radar. And uh, now it's definitely it's one of those, right, okay, I've got to be going there. Because I, I found sometimes when I travel, I run out of, or I don't encounter good vegan options, good vegan restaurants. But I know at least in uh, Tel Aviv and Israel, uh, I'm going to be safe. Yeah. So. And there are plenty of um, healthy vegan restaurants yeah. in, in Israel, like not just fast food and, you know, all the processed yeah. food we just talked about. There are plenty of cafes and um, uh, even raw, raw vegan food restaurants. There's like a huge variety to choose from. That's great. Well, thank you so much, Hanita, for joining me on the podcast today and giving us the lowdown 
on Israel and its vegan culture. Uh, hopefully we can welcome you back onto the podcast uh, sometime in the near future. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. And I really hope that uh, people will listen to the rest of your episodes because they're amazing and very educational. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and that's it. Thank you so much for having me. That was Hanita Yudovsky from Israel's Vegan Friendly Society. Um, plenty of great points there, and I'm going to give you some tips on how to approach being vegan, or at least reducing meat, in a moment. First, what are the health benefits of veganism? Now, like many vegans, I do it for the animal welfare and ethical reasons, not because it's healthier for me. Uh, because, as I mentioned, being vegan doesn't instantly make you healthy. Things like vegan pizza, vegan donuts, vegan beer, all it means is it's made without animal products. Uh, a vegan cake will still have fat, sugar, and plenty of calories. However, something that is inherently healthy on a plant-based diet is that you'll be avoiding some of the negatives that come from eating meat and dairy. There's so much information out there about the negatives of meat and dairy, but there are a few key points for me. Firstly, processed meats, including ham, bacon, salami, and hot dog sausages, are classified by the World Health Organization as a Group 1 carcinogen, which means that they're known to cause cancer. Then other red meat products, such as beef, lamb, and pork, have been classified as a Group 2A carcinogen, which means that they probably cause cancer. And then comes dairy, uh, and as well as being a very cruel industry, dairy, including milk, cheese, and butter, contain high levels of saturated fat, cholesterol, hormones, antibiotics, and some other substances, uh, which personally, it's not something I want to be drinking. Also, I just prefer the taste of soy milk, oat milk, and almond milk these days than dairy. There's just more choice. Again, I'm not here to push you into taking up veganism, as everyone can make up their own mind. But for me, not eating dairy and meat just feels healthier for the two reasons I mentioned. Of course, eating more whole plant foods such as vegetables, fruit, nuts, seeds, legumes like beans and lentils, and grains, it's a great way to dine. Uh, it's just common sense. They're packed with vitamins, minerals, phytonutrients, fiber, and water. Uh, they're generally nutrient-dense foods and low on calories, so eating these uh, is satisfying, but they're not particularly calorific. So a whole foods plant-based diet can be great if you're trying to lose weight. So on to some tips. Firstly, while eating a wide range of whole plant foods is going to usually give you all the protein and nutrients you need, there are some nutrients that you want to supplement with for optimum health. And these include vitamin B12 and iodine. Uh, and if you get a good multivitamin, you should be covered. Uh, and another of those is vitamin D. Although there are arguments that we should be supplementing that in the UK and the USA, regardless of whether we're vegan or not. The second tip is not to worry about protein. There are plenty of plant-based protein sources out there, and if you eat a varied diet, you're going to get enough protein. If you do want to target protein foods, perhaps you're uh, trying to build muscle or you're very active, then try eating more tofu, tempeh, beans, lentils, nuts, nut butters, uh, and don't be afraid of things like protein shakes and protein bars, uh, again, especially if you're very active. Finally, if you do want to try veganism, my advice is to do it slowly. You can try cutting out dairy or meat first and go from there. Also, do take advantage of the meat and dairy substitutes and enjoy a little of the vegan junk food if you want. You know, if you make it enjoyable for yourself, then you're more likely to stick with it in the long run. 
And there we have it. Whether you are considering trying veganism or you just want to cut out some of the meat and dairy in your diet, I do hope this episode has been helpful. If you ever want any personal advice about this kind of thing, feel free to get in touch via my website, uh, which I'll link in the description. That's all I have for you today. Uh, Please remember to subscribe to the podcast for more health and well-being lessons from around the world. And until next time, thanks for listening.